0: From the Blazy Electric Studios, this is Sports Radio 100.9, the MIT, WLUN, Pinconning, Bay City, Saginaw, Midland. For oh, the times, they are
1: a-changin'.
0: Consider the game changed.
1: No doubt about that one. <laughs>
0: the Great Lakes Bay Region has a new home for sports. And you're listening to them. Michigan legends like Anthony Bellino, Bill Simonson. Are they printing playoff tickets yet in Detroit? And award-winning broadcast legends Dan Patrick. Oh, a Marconi? Yes, I did. And Colin Cowherd. We're going to set the tone real early. All of whom are flanked by the best play-by-play action in the region. The Great Lakes Luz, the Michigan State Spartans, Saginaw Valley, TriBack jackpot and more so welcome in to the all new sports radio 100.9 the mid the oh
2: week 2 Day two, I guess, and start over on that one. Ben Bosher, Brad Tunney, John Vicari, we're all inside our Blazy Electric studios for day two of The Payoff. Man, it's good to be back. We've got a fresh hour of local sports conversations coming your way. As always, if you want to get engaged, 989-837-6125. You could text, leave us a voicemail. we got a couple to get to in just a few moments, but we're going to start things off right away, hot and heavy, with more Lions picking back and off of some of the things we discussed yesterday, Ben. Uh, by the way, yesterday's show sit well with you. The launch sit well with you. Yeah, you know what
3: sat even better? The plus one thirty, DK Metcalf to score a touchdown. How about that? That's hey, Ben's not
2: waiting well. around, John. He uh, I want to talk about. He locked in the anytime DK Metcalf touchdown and uh, did not miss one and zero. He got-
1: deserves his kudos, man. Just before six oh two, getting it already in. I oh, know.
3: Oh, John's still alive after? Uh, is your spirit okay after the Giants got their pants pulled down yesterday?
1: Dude, I've been used to it. I, I don't yeah. want to don't <laughs> want to sound like, you know, the life's been through struggles, two Super Bowls, but, yeah, it's been rough. And last night was sort of just a summary of everything, pain, pain, pain.
2: Yeah, rough one on Monday Night Football. You heard the first ever uh, Monday Night Football game here on Westwood One. Thanks to Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. Hopefully you tuned in. Got to listen to that one. We'll have Thursday Night Football coverage coming your way this week as well. Uh, we'll talk about the Seahawks-Giants game a little bit later on. But first, we want to start with who we're fearing in the NFC. I think Ben is coming pretty strong today with this one. Listen,
3: you can respect teams in the NFC without fearing them. And if you're looking around the NFC right now at some of these quote-unquote juggernaut teams, I don't fear any of them. I think that's okay to say as a Lions fan right now. You don't have to fear anybody in the NFC. And if you're pointing a gun at me saying you have to pick someone, it's Seattle. It's Seattle. It's not the Cowboys, it's not the Eagles, it's not the Niners. I respect all those teams, but if you walk into a fight as a boxer, scared, timid, you're losing the fight already. You've already lost that fight. I don't think there's any reason to fear any of these teams, and I'm not sitting here telling you the Lions are better than all three of those teams by any means. Sure, the 49ers are a better team than the Lions, but they're untested. The Lions are not. The 49ers have played the Steelers, Rams, Giants, and Cardinals. Listen, what the Niners have done is great the Niners roster is better than the Lions but that doesn't mean I have to sit here and be scared of them that's a thing of the past that's what the same old Lions fans used to do now I feel privileged to be able to walk to or walk into San Francisco or host San Francisco regardless of where the game is and think you
2: know what I think we can at least put up a fight here is that okay to say is that fine what happens when the Niners take care of business against the the boys this week that game's going
3: to be fantastic, first of all.
2: Is, will you call that a test? Because you glossing oh, yeah. over a win on the road against the Rams in week two is a little tough when you talk I mean, about a 49ers on. case. I'm, are we? Are the Rams we, are a real football team. They're a good they're football fine. team that could very easily make a playoff. Uh, Pfft. It's going to be tough for the Rams to make the playoffs with the way Seattle's playing in
3: that division right now. I don't wow. think two teams it's from the NFC South Total glaze fest for the, the, the Seattle West.
2: Seahawks here. I mean, a little recency I, bias, I think, from Ben. Seattle's a fine football team. I think they've got a great coach. There's a lot of guys on uh, our radio station today, DP, Colin Cowherd, talking about how good Seattle has looked. I think Look, Seattle's great. Yeah, Hall of Fame coach. They do a great job not turning the ball over. They get home defensively. They got Bobby Wagner who had 17 tackles on Monday Night Football last night. They've got good young backs, good wide receivers, as we know. You're most afraid of the Seahawks in the NFC. They can't. The Lions have problems
3: with this team for whatever reason that may be. I mean, the the Seahawks had what 10 sacks last night, 11 sacks last night. Jalen Jones was well,
2: running. Forward. Yeah, they, they also a lies, high school offensive line.
1: This is also not to you know boost the Giants who don't deserve it, but. They were in that game late in the third quarter. They had no right being in that no, game. No, they were
2: not. They were in they, that, what, before the Daniel Jones interception? Before huh? the red
1: zone interception. Before there the pick six, just, two yeah. possessions. Before Daniel Jones saying.
2: took a piss down his legs. Absolutely. It,
1: no,
3: he absolutely did. Well, John, if the you actually watch the game, wow. you can be very well Listen, aware that moved, the Giants were the never in that, that game. Field.
1: He throws, he, he doesn't have that read in the red zone. They score six. It's now a one possession game. They couldn't finish them until that pick six.
2: Again, posing the question, 989-837-6125, 989-837-6125. Shoot us a text, leave us a voicemail, as some listeners did yesterday. We want to know who is most to fear in the NFC right now. I think it's frankly ridiculous that uh, no mention of the Eagles has been had here, 4-0. Jalen Hurts has lost one game in his last 22 starts. that's great. And I know Ben will mention... They haven't played anyone. Oh, I'm sorry. Going to uh, Foxborough these days is not a big deal anymore. They beat them in week one. Oh, going down to Tampa with a team that is surprising and is playing good football, winning on the road there. Oh, I guess that's not a big deal. Look, a a divisional win is always hard. They beat the Commanders. To say you don't fear the Eagles, a team that played in the Super Bowl, that has the better quarterback, the better offensive line, the better defense, the better skill position players... And maybe the better head coach, too. I, I think it's. Listen, I think that's troublesome. Listen, I'm not sitting here trying
3: to tell you that the Lions are a better football team than the Eagles. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you the Eagles are bad. Yeah, they're 4-0 and for a reason. They're a good team. But these Lions teams in the past that have made playoffs, I think we touched on it a little bit yesterday. We didn't feel like we had a chance in some of those games. We didn't go to Seattle thinking, oh, the Lions have a have a great opportunity here to go get a road win in the playoffs in one of the toughest places to play in professional sports. That's not the case this year is what I'm saying. I, I truly do believe they're at least capable of beating any team in the NFL. We've already seen it with the Chiefs. We saw it at Lambeau Field, one of the toughest places to play in the NFL as well. Through the Lions' toughest four-game stretch of the season, they walked away 3-1. and And I get it. The Eagles are 4-0. and that's, that's great. I'm not discrediting anything they've done. But they gave up 20 points to the Patriots, who look like one of the most pathetic offenses in the NFL right now, led by Mac Jones. Uh, they, they took care of business against the Vikings. I'll give them credit there. They should beat the Bucs. Let's not kid ourselves about this one. But 31 points against the Commanders? A Sam Howell-led team? I'm not trying to tell you the Eagles are bad at football. That's not my intentions. But I'm not scared of anybody in the NFL right now. We already We beat Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead. So why on earth should I be scared of the Eagles? And, and also, we're at a point in the season right now, one-fourth of the way through, I get it, there's 17 games or whatever right now, but we're at a point where you should be rooting against the Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers, because I don't think it's completely out of the question that the Lions could, in fact, be one of the top two seeds in the NFL. You look at their schedule the rest of the way, and that back half, those last seven or so games, kind of a joke.
2: Yeah, the back seven is a little tough. You think about uh, home against Green Bay, still a test. At New Orleans, that'll be a test. You go at the Vikings, who knows what they look like in week 16, and then at Dallas in week 17. Tough stretch a little bit there. But Baltimore coming up, the Chargers coming up, if they can figure it out at Tampa. Still some tough games on the schedule. Again, 989-837-6125. Tech's rolling in already as we start the show. We got one coming in from an eighty one twenty four number. Listen, the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Sorry, John, the Giants stink. More texts coming in from yesterday. That's right. Uh, Appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Like I don't have eyes. Right. We all had eyes for that game yesterday in particular. One text we didn't get to yesterday. Good friend of ours, Saloons fan here, Brent Mowry, saying, from the Dow Diamond friends, Brent and Pam, love the new show. Such a great change. John, we've got some voice messages that were left for us yesterday, too. Can we queue up a couple of those? Let's do it. Hey, guys. Hey, it's Zach here calling from... Uh, Saginaw, I just want to uh, congratulate you guys.
1: Obviously a bit of a change, but I tell you what, it, it's nice
2: that
4: you guys are going to have this change. Uh, no more just like random days where it's podcasts or ESPN radio. So it'll be really good to get that in. Still glad you guys are keeping
2: Michigan State. Um, and glad that the NFL now on Westwood One is going to be part uh, of this. Very excited for what the future holds. And i tell you, for the Lions, guys,
1: He's sitting right now at three and one atop that NFC North division, and they get Carolina on uh, Sunday. Good news! Not only is James McLean back,
2: Manuel Mosley going to be making his return as well. Thanks, guys! Congratulations to you all, and have a great day. Bye bye. So they made that- appreciate that from Zach. Yeah, good message left for us yesterday. Tuning into the show on our launch day of here Sports Radio one hundred point nine. The mid appreciate it. You can get a hold of us nine eight nine. 837-6125, send us a text, leave us a message, we'll get to him uh, in tomorrow's show. We want to step aside for the first time, just a quick two-minute break here, we'll come back on the other side, more on who you should fear in the NFC, if you're a Lions fan, if there is anyone to fear, and then we spend a little bit of time coming up in just a bit on a guy that we spent some time on yesterday, Sam Laporta, one of our favorites, rookie tight end, tough to play well as a tight end this young, he is, we discuss him next.
1: Midland Golf Headquarters is your place for everything golf. Indoor simulators, fully stocked pro shop with your favorite brands, and now the new and improved outdoor range with state-of-the-art turf for the 2023 season. If you're working on your game or testing out your new clubs, Midland Golf HQ's outdoor range is the place to be. Reserve your time at 989-750-7117 or visit their website at midlandgolfhq.com. Midland Golf Headquarters, Commerce Drive just north of the Midland Mall.
5: When it comes to banking, convenience is key. That's why Jolt Credit Union is excited to announce the opening of our sixth branch right in the heart of Midland on North Saginaw Road. So now there's six of us and one of you, which means you'll always be able to find us when and where you need us. At our new Midland branch, you have access to convenient ways to bank with our 24-hour ATM and full-service drive-through and the ability to work with our amazing team of banking and lending experts. Learn more about Jolt Credit Union at joltcu.com and make sure to visit our new branch on North Saginaw Road. Jolt Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA.
0: Up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. You have a huge opinion on any team you love? He hasn't prepared. He doesn't show up. Well, you can drop it on air or on our social networks. Weekdays at 3 on The Huge Show, right here on Sports Radio 100.9. The Mint. The
2: Mint. The doctors at Midland Eye Care want you to know a comprehensive eye exam is the only way to protect and detect vision-related disease. It goes beyond improved vision from glasses or contact lenses. Many common eye diseases, such as glaucoma, diabetic eye disease, and age-related macularity, degeneration often have no warning signs. A dilated eye exam is the only way to detect these diseases in their early stages. This message brought to you by Midland Eye Care. Your vision source on Eastman Road in Midland, on Cedar and Gladwin, and now on East Washington in Freeland.
0: Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay Region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9 The Mit.
1: Is this the new radio station, The Mitt? You guys suck.
2: Go back to ESPN. Well, thank you. This is Sports Radio 100.9 The Mid. That was a very friendly voice message we got yesterday. Hey, we're open to all of them. Not a big deal. Appreciate the feedback. Mm -hmm. But we love it. What we've got going on right now, X's and Bro's in the morning, Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, Bill Simonson in The Huge Show, and right here with the guys on The Payoff, I'm Brad Tunney, Ben Bosher, John Vacari from inside our Blazier Electric studios talking local sports each and every weekday. From 6 to 7 here in the Great Lakes Bay region. A couple other texts rolling in. Hearing from Zach, who left us that voicemail from yesterday. Thanks. I don't know what Ben's thinking, but the Niners are legit. Run CMC is an MVP candidate. Defense is Aww. stout. And Shanahan is one of the best play callers in the NFL.
3: Saying Run CMC is an MVP candidate is like saying Voldemort. You you, you just curse this dude to get hurt. Every single year this happens. Every year he
2: has like these crazy two weeks in a row and then immediately follows it up by getting hurt. If you're talking fear, it's got to be the Eagles. They have the cooler Swift and a better-looking Kelsey. All right. Comes from JB 403 Again, 989-837-6125. 989-837-6125 to get involved with the show. Uh, fearful of any team in the NFC. Again, I think the NFC might be the better of the two conferences right now. I think It has gone back and forth. It's got more top-heavy teams. Like,
3: the best teams in the NFC, I believe, are better than the best teams in the AFC. But I think the AFC has a lot
2: more good teams than the NFC. There's going to
3: be some bad teams that make the playoffs in the NFC, or at least one bad team.
2: If you listed the top five teams in the league right now, the NFC probably has two of them. Probably three. three, okay. Because I think most people would include the Cowboys into this conversation. You'd have Niners, Cowboys,
3: and uh, Eagles in the top five. Well, are we doing this based on like who we think can win the Super Bowl, yeah. or like yeah. performance thus far through four weeks? Because yeah. those are two different things. Sure, whatever direction you want to go. Uh, I mean, no, in no particular order. Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. I think are all in the top five. Okay. Um, Dolphins, Bills, Ravens,
2: Chiefs. Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs. Yeah, that's fine. And then Lions somewhere else. Lions are like right in that second. Right in that mix. I think that's where they kind of fall in line. Put them with the Seahawks. Put them Yeah, yeah. Right? It's
3: it's so hard to say, like, yeah, I think the Seahawks are. I think that's the tier they're kind of in.
2: I think right now the Niners and the Dolphins and and the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Eagles, probably all better, the Bills. And then they're somewhere in that tier from like seven to ten which is saying something, that the Lions are a top 10 team in the sport, period. Bar none, a conference uh, championship potential team that is the favorite to win a division. And so sitting right now, fringes of the top 10, maybe inside that top 10, which means there are still teams to fear.
3: I don't know. I think for as great as Dallas has been in three weeks of the NFL season, you could really knock them for their performance against Arizona. That was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It was.
2: Tough one. Garbage. Shout out real quick to a buddy, Jeff Curtis, athletic director at Northwood University, texting into the show. Good to hear from Jeff. Uh, Doing great work as always over at Northwood University. Great partners of the station here. Their coaches show coming up with Travis McCurdy Thursday night from Fricks here at 7 o'clock on Sports Radio 100.9 The Mid. Again, get involved with the show 989 837 6125. uh, Brad, Ben, and John hanging out with you each and every weekday night at 6 o'clock. Uh, ben, let's jump into something that uh, you kind of dropped on us early in the day with regards to Sam Laporta.
3: Uh, Yeah, I kind of can't be convinced otherwise that Sam Laporta is one of the three best tight ends in the NFL right now. This dude is just breaking records week after week after week for rookie performances, but that doesn't even like go into consideration how good he is compared to the rest of the tight ends in the NFL. I, I get it. Kelsey's on a different level. He's Probably one of the three best tight ends of all time. So, of course, I'm never going to compare. Well, I'm not going to compare Sam Laporta to Kelsey anytime soon. However, you're looking around the rest of the NFL, and you're trying to point to who's been the best tight ends through four weeks of the season. And obviously, if you're thinking of, oh, who are the best tight ends in the NFL? The first guys that come to mind are Kittle, who's literally never available. And to be quite honest, for the last year and a half, hasn't really been the same, I I would say. Uh, And then Mark Andrews is the other one that really comes to the top of your mind, who's been all right at best this season, I'd say. But you're looking at what Sam Laporta can do. He passes the eye test. He passes a stats test. Most receiving yards um, through four weeks as a tight end in the NFL. Most receptions through four weeks in the NFL. Second most yak yards in the NFL for tight ends right now. Not to mention this dude's just stiff arming people. He's got glue hands. He has everything you want in a tight end. Sure, the blocking isn't up to par with like the best tight ends in the NFL, like the Gronks, by any means. However, he's shown the ability that he wants to block. He's shown the ability that he he can put guys on their butts. And he's starting to get some praise from other NFL tight ends, or or past tight ends, I should say. Let's take a listen to uh, what a Hall of Famer had to say about him.
4: I mean, the guy's legit. He's going to be the highest paid tight end in about four
3: years in the NFL. He's going to be one of the best tight ends in the upcoming years in the
0: NFL. And he's just super, super savvy. He just has that football instinct.
3: So if you don't believe me, that's fine. But how about you take it from the best tight end of all time, Rob Gronkowski? Sam Laporte, we hit this draft pick out of the park, Brad, out of the park.
2: Listen, tight end is uh, similar to point guards in basketball, similar to uh, pitchers in baseball. They take time to develop. Uh, Some of the great tight ends ever took a long time. Tony Gonzalez didn't catch 100 balls until he was 28 years old. He didn't catch over 90 balls until his fourth year in the league. He didn't get to double-digit touchdowns until his third year in the league. Rob Gronkowski also, again, year one. 42 catches, 500 yards, nothing special. Travis Kelsey sat his first year, came back his second year, didn't get 1,000 yards. Third year, didn't get 1,000 yards. What Sam Laporta is pacing to do right now is some pretty historic stuff. I know folks realize that, and and the target share that he warrants uh, in this Lions offense is impressive, but the ability to be as open as he is, to be a central figure and reliable target for Jared Goff, who's playing well beyond a, a game manager role for this team. I think we had discussed him yesterday as a team MVP. You know, looking at the odds for NFL MVP this year, it feels a bit slighted to see a, a Brock Purdy in the top 10 but huh. not a Jared Goff with the what he has done. Who said that? Offense, those are sportsbook betting odds right now. For MVP? That's correct. Number 1 Josh Brock Allen, Purdy. number 2 Pat Mahomes. Yeah, Jared Goff should be somewhere around those. Uh, And Sam Laporta is a big reason why, as a security blanket for Jared. uh, So far this season, receiving wise, 22 catches on 27 targets, 242 yards, just a touchdown. The touchdown number's got to climb a little bit. Look, Sam Laporta's not going to win rookie of the year. That is going to be locked down by a C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, uh, Puka Nakua, someone like that. I know Uh, He keeps playing like this. It's not like out of the question. He's been incredible. And in in, in a year where it feels like every year, and if you're a fantasy sports player, you you deal with it each and every season. If you don't have a Travis Kelsey on your team, it is a sparse year for talent at the high end of the tight end position. It's a little bit deeper in terms of guys that you can start in and out, but uh, guys that are really impressing on the top end, T.J. Hawkinson, Travis Kelsey, Sam Laporta, All those names are kind of clumped together right now and and well-deserved for Laporta and, and high praise from Gronk.
3: And if we're talking about value in terms of who is the most valuable tight end to have on your team, well, yeah, it's Kelsey. But, like, right after that, it's probably Sam Laporta because you mentioned Hawkinson. He's having the best year of his career so far. The Vikings owe this guy $55 million over the next few seasons. Sam Laporta, like... Max is making $10 million over the next four years. Yeah. Then Gronk made the point. You're going to have to pay him this massive contract, but that's four years down the line. You're not worried about that at all right now. So it gives the lions an opportunity to really spend some money over the next few seasons before they have to pay all these draft picks that they keep hitting on. But it just goes back to the point that the lions, man, I don't know if there's another team in the NFL that's relying on rookies as much as uh Detroit is. And, it's funny because the first round picks they're not relying on as much in Jack Campbell and uh Jameer Gibbs. A lot of people are begging for them to play more. It's the second round guys like Brian branch and Sam Laporta who have balled out and made the lions significantly better than they were last season, or at least huge parts of reasons why they're significantly better than they are last uh, they were last season. And one more thing, it's okay if the second round picks are better than the first round picks. If the second round picks are phenomenal, and the first-round picks are good, I'm not going to complain about that ever. Brad Holmes is doing his job, if that's the case. He's the king of these second-
1: and third-round picks. I think a good indication, did you guys think that Laporta was going to be this good this early to have five catches against the Chiefs in his debut? You knew he was going to be slotted into the starting tight end role, but... I don't think anybody thought yeah. this good. So, I, I think that's sort just of... just not what
2: tight ends do in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a position <laughs> that takes many years to get good.
1: And, and especially
3: coming out of Iowa... I get it. That's where all the best tight ends come from. Like George George Kittle's like the best example because Sam Laporte, I mean, Thursday night, he literally did look like George Kittle from a few years back. But you go from playing in the Big Ten West where, you know, nothing against these defenses in the Big Ten, but they're certainly not NFL defenses. You know how much harder it is to shake off a linebacker in the NFL compared to, I don't know, a Michigan State linebacker? It's a huge difference to be able to get open at those different levels. And right away from the Big Ten West to the... From the Big Ten West to the NFL, it seems like this guy is just seamlessly getting involved. And I think it has a ton to do with Jared Goff and their connection and trust. You mentioned it, Brad. He's second best target or second most reliable target. And I don't think there's any chance someone's sneaking into that second role on the offense after...
2: Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta, like Jamison Williams is never going to be the second most targeted player on this team. And Laporta right now pacing for 1,029 yards this year. Again, it took Gronk until year two to do that. It took Tony Gonzalez until year four. It took Antonio Gates until year three and a thousand yard season for a rookie tight end is rare, rare, rare. And it's a lot of it's coming from after the
3: catch. It's not like, it's not like Sam Laporta is like getting the ball in the flats and, going crazy with it he, he's doing a healthy mix of both he's kicked 11 yards per catch which is uh fourth in the nfl right now for tight ends only behind a few different guys right now he's getting open down the field even when he's not open it feels like he's just out reaching guys using his size and frame to wall guys off and then he's just magic after that and that was the big thing when they drafted him you know going into the draft it was look at what this guy can do after the catch I didn't think he'd be this good right away. It's scary, some of the stiff arms he's putting on
1: people right now. Do, he do you wants know, contact. Do you know how many tight ends have had 1,000 receiving yards in their rookie season?
2: I would guess zero. Yeah, that would be my guess. Two Dicka in 61. Ditka, okay. And Kyle
1: Pitts in 2021. Oh, what?
2: disgusting. That's I, a JV I don't know how to football feel about player, that. Kyle Pitts. The decoy. <laughs> the decoy. Right. Surgeons 2023. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. we're waiting on it. We're waiting on it. Just like everybody else. Top 10 tight end that can't catch, can't block, can't run routes. Can't well, break he can tackle. do all those things. They, they just he don't didn't want know. He here. can. They, he's, he just, he's bad at football. I think they just don't care about
3: getting him involved in any way, shape, or form. Arthur he Smith. can't block, but I think he's a good route runner. They just don't care. They're like, <laughs> we're going to run the ball no matter what.
2: Falcons, bad football team. Not worse than the Giants. That's correct.
1: Oh, I had to get that in there. Yeah, in I had to.
2: Gotcha. 989-837-6125. Shoot us a text. We got one more coming in. Matt from Saginaw says, when do we start a bet on what, Matt, uh, what Ben has to do if the Lions make it to the Super Bowl? Hmm. I'm, I'm getting a tattoo. Really?
3: If, so when the Lions uh, in my lifetime win a Super Bowl. Win a Super Bowl. I'm going to get the Roman numeral tattooed on my bicep. That way, every single time I see John for the rest of my life, I can flex on him and say, Thanks. it's going to be a
2: small one, right?
3: Yeah, just it's a little, a little one. Nothing, one. Nothing fancy. I'm not going to get like a lion across my chest he or didn't, anything. He didn't get
2: the jab there. See,
1: exactly. Uh, but I think we should get, if they don't make it to a certain point, you get a tattoo somewhere else. I think that's have, more like, interesting in than a winning tattoo. Well, I, you know, got to keep it PG around here, but there's got to be a loss uh, losing bet as well because Ben wants to do this, but he's got to put something at stake. That's, that's right. what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, what, what do
3: you have in mind, John?
1: I don't know. I just thought of it off the top of my head. Oh. You know, something embarrassing. A tattoo's, a tattoo's tough. Like, I know in fantasy leagues, if you're the last place finisher, you know, it, it's not great. Around here, around these parts uh, with the loons, you get relegated, apparently. So, like, when Brad yeah, is last in word. his fantasy football league this, uh, this year, he's going to be relegated to the B League, apparently.
2: That is a thing. <laughs> that is a How thing. bad is that? It's like, <laughs> that's right. Like those soccer leagues. That is true, like European soccer leagues. That's right. We've got more coming up in just a bit. You're listening to The Payoff.
0: Garber Chevrolet's Craig Lang explains their focus on service and value.
4: Our service, our desire to take care of our customers in a manner that they're going to come back and do business with us again. Still the utmost achievable goal that we have every time somebody comes and visits with us. And you know, today, I think we pay more than we've paid for anything Everybody across the board. I don't care if it's milk, cheese, eggs, steak, hamburger, McDonald's, Culver's regular shopping bag and what it takes to fill that bag. So I have told our staff, it's more important that we exceed the price that people are paying for automobiles with the value and what we're giving them in return of the level of service and professionalism. And we are that dealer where you're going to say they're nicer people. They did a good job, and I'm going to go back to them because of not just what they do, but because of the way they treated me.
0: Garber Chevrolet, corner of
2: Saginaw and Eastman in Midland. Online at garbermidland.com. Joel Volk is a corporate account executive within the Great Lakes Loans Ticket Office. And if you know Joe, you know he's passionate, particularly about making your life easy as a manager or director of your company, helping create experiences for your employees and clients. Here's Joe i tell you what there's no better way to retain employees show customers that you care or just
0: generally create a good feeling in your company or organization than a season ticket package with the great lakes loons season ticket packages are a great option for salespeople to leave behind or even recognize an employee we've got plenty of different options whether you want a full season a half season even a voucher package. The Great Lakes Loons can accommodate your business to help accomplish the goals that you want to achieve. All memberships include a personal account manager. That's right, somebody that'll take care of you every step of the way, plus 25% off food and beverages, or an option of free parking, unlimited flexibility in moving your games, and of course, unlimited ticket exchanges. Years on top, years more to come. It wasn't very competitive. Don't miss a moment of The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Be great at what you're great at. Weekdays at noon on Sports Radio 100.9. The Mit come on let's go, let's go. the biggest guest. that's never gonna change the best interviews it's like nobody else in this business and a legendary host don't miss the Dan Patrick Show you can be part of the program weekdays at 9 on sports radio 100.9 the MIT
5: we are the NFHS that stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations But really, what we stand for, together with the MHSAA, are the 292,000 high school sports students in Michigan. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players.
0: More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff.
1: Hey squad, I just want to say you guys are doing
0: fantastic and congratulations on the new sports radio 100.9. The Mid
1: already sounds great. I want to get into that Lions MVP conversation. I mean, it just has to be Jared Goff. There's absolutely no question. He's the focal point. I know giving an MVP award to a quarterback is kind of obvious, but Either way, he's really the focal point of that whole offense. Without him, nothing's happening. So you got to give him a lot of credit, especially his focus in the pocket. I need to say, though, I need to see more loves going to Jameer Gibbs. I need it, especially for my fantasy team. You know, I, I might be a personal take, but Jameer Gibbs needs to get a little bit more involved in this offense. Once he does, I really think these lines can go a long, long way. Once again, congratulations, guys. Great to hear from you.
2: Good to be back. Good to hear from you as well. Caller leaving us a message yesterday, 989-837-6125. You're listening to the only local live sports show in the Great Lakes Bay region, The Payoff. I'm Brad Tunney, Ben Bosher, John Vicari, inside of our Blazy Electric Studios at Dow Diamond. Ben, how about we stray away from a little bit of Lions? Ah. I know, tough. I know. Tough this time of year, tough this time of year. But we've got another outstanding football team That should likely fear no one nationally, and that would be those Michigan Wolverines. This is like
3: the best football season of my lifetime. you got the number two team in the country, the Michigan Wolverines, that are lost. You've got the Lions atop the NFC North. I feel like I'm on top of the world right now. Uh, But these Michigan Wolverines, yeah, you said it best. They shouldn't fear anybody in NCAA football right now. I mean, there's one team ranked ahead of them the Georgia Bulldogs. We saw what happened with Georgia last week. There's been a couple instances where they don't look like they have been the Georgia of pasts. And those Georgia teams from the last couple of years, historic, great teams, these defenses, they're just spitting guys into the NFL. This team's not like that. Georgia's beatable, which has not been the case the last couple of years for the Bulldogs uh, down in the SEC. But you look at Michigan. This team has quietly been one of the best teams in the country, if not the best. Yeah, I get it. There's an argument for Texas. Their resume looks a little bit better right now. But Michigan has scored 30 points in every single game they've played this year. Michigan hasn't allowed more than 10 points in any single game they've played this year. They're the only team in the country that can say both of those things. Now, yes, everyone's going to come after the Michigan Wolverines that they haven't played any But when it's all said and done after week 12, there's a good chance they have not one, but two top 10 wins, maybe even top five wins in Penn State and the Ohio State Buckeyes. So if they get to that point, you finish the season undefeated with two wins over top 10 teams. Well, then none of this mattered at the very beginning when Harbaugh was suspended. That's going to seem like a story of the past. This whole cheeseburger, this cheeseburger, that. No one's going to care by the end of the season if they beat Penn State and uh, Ohio State. And when you get into the playoffs, or if you get into the playoffs in that scenario, it's championship or bust. The last couple of years, the first year you sneak in there with Georgia, no one ever thought they had a chance at that game. I think for like two minutes into that game, I had a sliver of hope. That's it, hope. And sure enough, Georgia punched us right in the face. Now last year versus TCU, You walk into that game, you're thinking there's 0% chance they lose. And we all know what happened. They got punched in the mouth and didn't know how to respond. In fact, I think they more so threw that game away literally uh, on the goal line a couple times, more so than TCU TCU beat Michigan. Michigan beat themselves. They all know that. So now they've had two opportunities, two very different, you know, same outcome, but two very different ways that they've lost in the playoffs. This is it. No more excuses. I can't do it anymore. I I get it the last couple of years, but this year, I I don't want to have any excuses. If they make
2: the playoffs, there's no reason they can't win a national championship this year. I agree. I think they're the best team in college football right now.
1: Nothing concerns you guys. A slow start against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Rutgers is a good team. They are. They are. I don't know why. Just one loss coming to Michigan State. But nothing concerning you guys right now of what you've seen?
3: I mean, they haven't played perfect, but yeah. has anyone in the country no, played perfect? Know. If I have to pick one thing to nitpick at, it's it's the secondary. How yeah. are they going to hold up against these Ohio State receivers? Mm-hmm. Or if they have to play Florida State in the playoffs? They've got it. those Florida State receivers or something else.
2: Dudes, former Sparty. Keon Coleman is mm-hmm. an
3: animal. An animal. And, you know, yeah, that if I had to pick one thing, John, to answer your mm-hmm. question, it would be the secondary. See what how they can hold up against teams like Ohio State and Florida State that have these explosive offenses. But what Michigan's gonna do is try to just control the game, yeah. pound the rock, control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. It's kind of what Penn State's replicating right now, or what they're trying to replicate. Yet they have a freshman quarterback in there.
2: Well, eh, I'm not scared of that. Uh, Drew Lars is sophomore, redshirt sophomore. Penn State's quarterback? Yeah. First year, Penn State, or like yeah. redshirt sophomore quarterback. Fresh, and a good one. Same thing.
3: Yo, yeah, yeah, he's one. been fine, but like, there's nobody I fear. They're just trying, the thing with Ohio State is Ohio State has this different formula on how they want to win the Big Ten. They want to air it out, they want to play like an SEC team. Michigan's controlled the Big Ten the last couple of years because they've controlled both lines of scrimmage or the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Penn State's now trying to replicate that if they haven't been years prior to Michigan controlling the Big Ten and Ann Arbor being. The way through the Big Ten is this the year Penn
2: State has put it all together? Though I think it's the best uh, Penn State team in the Harbaugh era. Yeah, I, I mean I, I, I'm not going to. And deny unfortunately that. for Michigan, it's being played in Happy Valley this
3: year. But fortunately for Michigan, it's at noon.
2: Correct. Not, not as much night scared. game in Happy Valley. Pretty scary. Um, I, I think what what you're depicting here is the idea, for me at least, that Michigan is probably uh, toe stubbing proof. They likely are so good, I think they are too good, to stub their toe against anyone other than a Penn State or Ohio State. There have been years where top five, top ten teams have chinks in the armor, and they will stub their toe against an Indiana or a Rutgers or a Minnesota or a Purdue, and there'll be one day or two here where it just doesn't come together. I think Michigan is probably uh, toe-stubbing proof. And I think it only takes Penn State or Ohio State to beat them. They get Ohio State at home, end of the year, potentially perfect season. I like them better. Uh, Penn State's the the game for me, November 11th.
3: Yeah, that's their first real test. And it's funny, too, because this year it's like, all right, Michigan, you've got your quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. So, so I've been told he's the guy, the best quarterback by far uh, that Jim Harbaugh's had. Even though it feels like every single quarterback Jim Harbaugh's brought in is apparently the next guy, but this JJ McCarthy seems like he really is the the second or the best quarterback under uh, Jim Harbaugh. Now, whether or not he's going to live up and play the way he did against Ohio State last year in every big game the rest of the way, well, that's still to be determined. I think a lot of people. Uh, took that game a couple weeks ago when he had the three interceptions and were kind of questioning it. Eh, but you know, they still were able to crush them that game. And like I said, haven't given up more than 10 points, scored 30 every week. So even these hiccup games where they are not blowing everyone out of the water, they're still getting the job done handedly. Handedly. So I don't get how everyone's like, ah, oh, I'm they I don't trust. I don't trust JJ. They've got their quarterback. This is how you overcome teams like Georgia with a quarterback. Not only can you control the line of scrimmage, but when need be, JJ McCarthy can step up and sling the rock like we saw last year
2: against Ohio State. 9898376125. 9898376125 hit us with a text, hit us with a voice message, we'll play it on air tomorrow uh, on the payoff. You're listening to it right now 6 to 7 weekdays. On the all-new Sports Radio 100.9, The MIT, uh, one of uh, the cool new kind of pieces of us having this show uh, each and every day is the ability to talk with our Scholar Athlete of the Month award winners, which uh, thanks to a partnership with the Fisher Companies here on the station uh, will come each and every one- month with a $500 scholarship to a local high school student athlete that is uh, working above and beyond both in the classroom and on the field. And so we've got our first one coming up later on in the show today from Merrill High School. He'll be live on the air with us to talk about his progress through high school, the sports that he participates in, and what his future holds. So stick around for that. Michigan football. No one really to fear, unlike the Lions, who probably have the Niners, the Eagles, the Cowboys, a lot more teams than Ben thinks should fear. I do have one text coming in, eighty-one twenty-four. the final four numbers on it. More like when do we start the bet of what Ben does when one of these teams he, quote, isn't scared of, wins it all. Can, just because I'm not... Do, do I have to fear every team I think is a good football team? <laughs> we want you to live in fear,
1: Ben. That's what the yeah, listening like, like, want Yeah, like, what you do, do you want me to do? Fear the Niners, my boots? fear the Eagles. I mean, there would be pee
3: running down my leg whenever <laughs> the, the, the Niners or Eagles show up on the schedule. You want me to just think, <laughs> oh, yeah, the Lions have zero, 0% chance to win these games. If they play him in the playoffs.
1: You, you were talking about Baker and the Bucks yesterday, Ben. They, people want you to be afraid of Baker and the Bucks. Why?
3: <laughs> Why would I ever? Yes, Baker Mayfield is oh, playing it's... good football right now, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm scared of the Bucks. That'd just be ridiculous.
1: At least there's one team you don't have to fear in the NFC. They play in New York. Mm. Uh, mm.
3: <laughs> I don't fear any of the teams.
2: Daniel Jones, team. the quarterback of the Giants, by this time next year.
1: Uh, maybe. You know, the contract says so. They just better know that he's the guy with the quarterback class that's coming up out of college uh, in uh, in April in the draft, which already in October to be thinking about the draft, it hurts.
3: Hey, well, at least, you know, it's October. You got the Yankees to oh, – Oh, no.
1: Oh,
2: no. MLB playoffs. I got the twins. Today. I got
1: the twins to watch. That's
2: yeah, nice. speaking of the major leagues, yeah. news today, Mario and Pemba out as our voice of the Tigers on Valley Sports Detroit. You mean Matt that Shepard? was a couple of years ago, Brad? What did I say? Mara and Pemba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah he's
1: been ago. out, fellas. Yeah, that was a fl- no, that was just a flashback segment. Yeah, then, Matt now- Shepard
3: out. Matt Shepard out. Been with the team for five years. Before that, was uh, doing some Eastern Michigan football, University of Michigan basketball.
2: He's gone. You know, the voice of a of a major leagues team on television, right? You kind of live and die with them. We, we uh, listened to a lot of Miguel Cabrera moments yesterday. A lot of those calls from Mario Mpemba, Dan Dickerson, Matt Shepard. Uh, they become real pieces of your lives watching them each and every day. And for a team to let go of a television voice is pretty darn rare. Um, but... That's what's in front of them, and you're hoping, hoping that they go capture a a big-time voice to be the new voice of our Tigers in in what should be, what should be, fingers crossed, a new era of Tigers baseball, too. I think next year is the real corner-turner for the franchise.
3: Well, yes, but I I, want to disagree or push back a little bit that they're looking for a new voice of the Tigers. Dan Dickerson's always going to be the voice of the Tigers,
2: whether he's on radio or TV, which he already said he's not going to take this TV job. Does it not feel like... Does it not feel like Dan Dickerson is the voice of the Tigers because there's been a void on the television side for five years? Wait, what do you, what do you mean by that, Brad? It has been a, a a subpar product on television for the last five years. You can Since Mario and Rod were gone, it has been a, a less-than-average Major League broadcast. And because of that, Dan Dickerson slides in as, quote-unquote, the voice of the team. There's no disrespect to Dan. He is one of the best voices in Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but teams with great television voices don't call their radio voices the voice of the team.
3: True, but I don't know. Dan Dickerson's been calling I Tigers games forever, though.
1: I disagree on that big time. I think most teams resonate with their radio voice just because of the movement of TV. And then when you get to this part in the schedule, this part of the season, the guy or the, the girl, whatever booth uh, on the television side you have, it gets swept away from you, and you—if you want to watch on the television side right now or watching ESPN. You're watching Fox. You're watching TBS. That radio voice never leaves. Yeah, because you got to for jump, every single postseason game. You got to
3: jump through nine different hurdles to, to be able to watch the Tigers on television. Yep. Y'all might be right.
1: Yep. I, I'm like—it most- it depends on the. Fr- it, it also depends on the radio broadcaster in the market. Uh, like in, in New York, for example, Kay and Sterling sort of coexist as that voice in sure. a way. Uh, where in other markets, which I would say here. With Detroit, Dickerson's regarded as that because of circumstances on the TV side. That's just the
3: way it is. I listen to more Tigers games this year than I did watch because if I wanted to watch them, I had to like you know go to some sketchy website to illegally stream them because (laughs) I'm not playing like I'm I'm just not paying for Valley Sports. Yeah, but Ben's in
1: college, like you know, no no cable box, so cord cutters. That's what we are, and that's right. That makes it a little difficult.
2: I got crazy good at getting these 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 streams. streams, these fights. I get them all. Thank you. Uh, great name to kind of consider, and one that I I really liked five years ago for this job would be a guy named Joe Block. He's the television voice of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's from the state of Michigan, hometown guy, really good, has major league experience. I think one of the knocks over the years of Matt Shepard is the idea that he didn't have any baseball experience uh, coming into this job. You know, obviously had worked on Fox Sports Detroit, Bally Detroit, but uh, the idea that uh, you know a major league uh, baseball voice was going to be a guy that didn't have much baseball experience. I think that has been a key for them at least in the detroit free press and the detroit news pieces that have come out uh, both of them have mentioned they want someone with baseball experience both have also mentioned that dan dickerson will not be coming over to television it's a job that 5 years ago he didn't want mm-hmm. seemingly doesn't want it now either
3: i've got a question and maybe you guys aren't the aren't the best people to answer this question so i asked the people as well so text in if if you feel like you uh you have to you want to chime in at all since the Tigers aren't in the postseason right now, and, and John, your Yankees aren't in the postseason, right? Do you like you guys are base? you guys call baseball games for a living, so mm-hmm. maybe this question mm-hmm. is irrelevant for you guys, but like, you care at all about these MLB playoffs? Because it seems like the national media doesn't. John, you mentioned like all these Not national yet. broadcasts talked he, about ESPN it for like 10 allocated seconds. Allocated
1: 10 seconds of airtime, uh, on first take and for get up today, the promos for the game that was the only thing that they covered on their air. And luckily that's why we're away from them on, on the mitt here and with our affiliation, but none of these matchups have juice for national audience. And we can go into a whole conversation as to why marketable sp- stars, marketable cities. I mean, it's tough to convince people to go watch Tampa and Texas when the rays don't have a full stadium for a postseason game. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It is. So, uh, but I mean, I'm just invested because that's how I am with baseball. And I mean, what else are you going to watch on a Tuesday? And we'll wrap with this. Cause I know we're up against it, but uh, you know, this this notion too that, oh, these playoff games in the wildcard round should be played during the day. This is exactly what we do for March Madness. And there's an urgency to find a stream to watch it work then. Baseball has to find that because you don't want to put every game, four games at eight o'clock and do like a red zone type thing for the postseason. You just I don't think that's gonna work for baseball. You wanna create that urgency if you're gonna play games in the afternoon on Tuesdays and Wednesdays.
3: Well, it's too late when you don't cover baseball on a national standpoint for a month leading up to the playoffs. No one's going to care if you if That's you just also forget true. about
2: it until October. And there is one way to fix this. Shohei Otani's playing right now. Yeah. Then everyone's watching. That'd be nice. 9898376125. That's 9898376125. Shoot us a text to give us some thoughts. Who's to fear of the Lions? Sam LaPorta's great start for the Lions. Also really excited about that. We've got one final segment to get to. We'll do it next.
0: The High School Football Game of the Week, presented by the Forward Corporation.
1: This Friday night, we're at Frankenmuth High School, as the 5-1 Eagles host the undefeated 6-0 Freeland Falcons, a matchup for first place in the Tri-Valley Conference Central Division. Freeland is searching for their first win in the series since 2018. Coverage starts at 6.50.
0: Don't miss any of the action on the Great Lakes Bay Region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9. The Mitt. The, the Mitt. Mitt. Zone. The Michigan State Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. Heard right here on the Great Lakes Bay Regions, home for
1: sports. Following the bye, Michigan State football returns to action. October 14th, the Spartans take on Rutgers and New Jersey. Kickoff at noon, coverage starting at 1030 a.m. Presented by Yider Insurance.
0: Don't miss a moment of Spartans football on Sports Radio 100.9. Let's give them what they want. Do it. 100.9, the MIT. Good morning, folks. Every weekday morning, Dan Patrick wakes up. You do wake up a lot of men. To entertain a nation.
3: I got to try and entertain a nation.
0: I need it, America needs it, the world needs it. The biggest guests. Let's bring in Patrick Mahomes. He's Joel Embiid. Rob Manfred, baseball commissioner, joins us. The best interviews. Great interview. My job's to ask the question.
3: America's most respected
0: broadcaster. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9. Sports Radio 100.9 The Mint. This needs to be said. Nobody wants to be pummeled by the Colin Cowherd Show.
3: You do not do anything particularly
0: well, but that's just what happens to anyone up against him. Weekdays at noon on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mit.
4: Come on, man! Come on, man! Let's
0: go! Don't miss a moment of Sunday Night Football on the Great Lakes Bay Region's home for the NFL. Let's go score! Sports Radio 100.9, The Mit. is back. Loving to have you back and for every second of gridiron coverage. You'd better not turn anywhere else. Why would you do that? This is Sports Radio 100.9. The Mitt. The Mitt.
5: We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the MHSAA, are the 292,000 high school sports students in Michigan. And so, we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players.
0: continues more from the great lakes bay region's home for sports sports radio 100.9 the
2: met back here on the payoff brad tunney ben Bosher john vacari from dow diamond in our blazy electric studios thanks for stopping by been diving into a, a little bit of lions talk today in particular if there are any teams in the nfc that you fear nope. as a lions fan Uh, Obviously, they have already lost to an NFC team this year, and that's the team. A little bit of recency bias from last night after the Seahawks beat up the Giants on Monday Night Football, but that's the team. Seattle, led by Geno Smith, that Ben is most fearful of. 0-3 against Seattle in the last three times I've played them. Three straight
3: years. Detroit has a Seattle problem, more than anything. I don't don't know what it is about this team, whether it's the coaching, uh, Pete Carroll, when they want to run it down our throats. They just have our number. It's simple as that. And you look at the rest of the teams in the NFC. Yeah, I know. Eagles have a pretty good roster. So do the 49ers. But they're not perfect. Sure, they're better than the Lions, but that doesn't mean I have to sit here and be scared of them. I'm sorry. I'm not scared of any anybody in the NFL. If the Lions can go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, why should I be fearful of anybody? Especially in a playoff game. You know how juiced? how absolutely juiced the Lions are going to be if they can squeeze into the playoffs. If this team, led by Dan Campo, first of all, they're not going to play any of those teams in the first round. Maybe the Cowboys. I guess they could play, theoretically, the Cowboys or the Niners. But I don't think the Lions are going to be the worst. Uh, wh- whoever whoever doesn't win the NFC East, whether it's the Cowboys or Eagles, they're probably going to get the number one wildcard team. And I don't think the Lions are going to be the worst division winner. That's probably going to go to whoever wins the NFC South. So I think they're probably going to avoid one of those teams to start the year. They're going to get a home playoff game. I'll just say it right now. There's no way they lose a home playoff game. No way.
1: You mentioned, you know, the, the strength of the division too. And that's something to bring up. The NFC North may be like at the bottom really weak, but it's not going to be the weakest division in football. So, uh, and you said it earlier about them potentially when talking about the Lions being a potential top seed one and two, given their schedule, I think that's, of that's course, the possibility. I mean, like, you're talking about, oh, the Cowboys fearing them and, and the Eagles, and and you've already played the Seahawks, so you don't have to worry about them. The schedule really helps, uh, except for that, you know, back end of, of the season when you do have to play Philly and play Dallas towards the tail end. You don't but, have to play them. But majority, you have to play Dallas.
3: Yeah, yeah, Dallas, not Philly. not Philly. Listen, there you listen, go. To, so, listen and, to how the Lions close out the seasons. At home against Chicago, yeah. at home on uh, on Thanksgiving against Green Bay, at New Orleans, they look terrible. Derek Carr yeah. can't score 10 points. Then a Chicago again, Denver who looks like one of the worst teams in the NFL again, the Vikings, and then of course the Cowboys. We'll yeah. put some respect on their name. And then the Vikings again.
1: Yeah. And then maybe this the Vikings a are a different team at this po- at that point of the season. Yeah, they're going to sell all their players. <laughs> exactly. The Vikings, picks. the Vikings of last year are not the Vikings of this year through uh, the first four games by any means. So that just based on scheduling too, that should be that should be the expectation i know it is for you ben i think it is for you brad and uh just looking at the outlook for the season for the lions that's what it is for me expect to be good yeah expect to win the division there's it, no reason you shouldn't it's a, i mean the top the main topic today has been a fear and i think n- not to say that the lions have been a franchise playing a fear but i think the no, positive the positive years over pretty much the last decade or pretty much in our lifespan have been they're good until then. They're good until this point. They're, They're good, good until, until they play this, a great team. Yes, and that's been the thought process around here, and, and it makes sense. That's until they make you true believers that sh- that will be the prevailing thought process when evaluating this Lions team uh, until they beat that great team. But right now, you can't just sit around waiting for uh, the great team to be fearful of. You play who's on your schedule, and right now, unlike past years, The Eagles and Cowboys aren't the world beaters and the 49ers I think are, but the Eagles and Cowboys aren't the world beaters that they used to be or that they were last year. In my lifetime, the Lions
3: have, well, in in my lifetime that I can actually recall, I've seen three Lions playoff games. Each and every single one of those underdogs felt like they had 0% chance to win. Felt like we were going in there and you walked in scared. You were like, "Uh, yeah, this is going to be ugly. That's not the case this year. That's certainly not the case going forward the rest of the season. It felt like these Lions teams of the past had a ceiling. You said it great. They they were good until they played a really good team. Yeah. The Lions are a really good team this year. They should make bad teams look bad. They should make Carolina look like one of the worst teams in the NFL because they are. They should wax them and embarrass them and flex their muscles a little bit. Why not? So let's the eight and a half. Take the Lions.
1: Yeah. And, and, and this may feel like, again, unbridled optimism if, if you're listening, but we're just going off what we've seen so far through the first four games. We're not, we're no longer going off preseason expectations. We're no longer going off how our how the Lions roster compares to others. You're going off what you've seen so far. And it's been what has been the expectation living up to the hype. What was the biggest concern
3: heading into the year? Oh, they didn't spend any draft capital or free agency money or training anybody on developing this defensive line and the ability to stop the run. Yep. They're allowing 60 rushing yards per game mm-hmm. first in the NFL. So your biggest concern is now a strength of the team. What was your second biggest concern? Same thing, defensive line, sacks. They've got 11 of them in the last two games. There's not a ton of things you can point at and be really fearful of on your own roster, which again was not the case. In years past, there was always holes on the roster. There was always some times where it's like, yeah, but if they run into a team like this, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be pretty. The Lions can play their own style of football against anybody in the NFL, and at least at the very least, compete. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. Hey, 989-837-6125. We're getting ready to round out the show. We were hoping to talk to our first Scholar Athlete of the Month award winner, on air today. Unfortunately, not going to be able to make that happen. We'll have him on the air tomorrow with his features starting and a full interview of Antonio Jimenez from Merrill High School, a senior who has been outstanding both in the classroom and on the field. Excited to talk to him once we wrap up uh, live show today. And uh, again, interview coming your way at 1009themit.com. Ben, I know you've got a pick for us for tonight. Oh
3: yeah. Okay. So uh, like we said, playoff baseball starting the night, if you didn't know, and there's probably a good chance. You didn't know if you're not a, a, a huge MLB fan, cause no one's covering it from a national standpoint, but you know what? We're going to talk about it here. Miami on the road at Philadelphia, eight o'clock bet. Miami 81% of the money is on the Phillies. Anytime you see a number that high, that's too high. Take the other team. The Marlins are seven and six against the Phillies this year. Just take them straight up. You're pounding
2: your head into the microphone. Like you're tired or exhausted or sick of hearing no, my voice no 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 not not at all although you are playing with house money you got the anytime touchdown from dk metcalf yesterday big one uh i uh, again picking the the giants i've picked them a lot this year obviously relying a lot on daniel jones and uh well that's yeah. been smart it, yeah right it really it's really it's worked really well brad it they, is not
1: the, the the color next to the money in your DraftKings or FanDuel, or whatever app you use is red because uh you know keep putting Keep some dough on the Giants. L- like I did, but That's I had to. Right. I just do it out of spite. I just do it to hate myself even more. Uh, You know, just put a unit on them when I know they're going to disappoint on national TV. Uh Maybe the Phillies won't choke on national TV. Th- yeah. th- that'd be nice. So Bosher goes two for two. Uh, You know, but the national nightmare for me at least is over until... They play on Monday Night Football in a couple weeks.
2: We've got our first full week of picks coming your way Thursday on the show with all three of us. We'll start keeping track, keep aboard. Also on Thursday at 6.32, big giveaway in our opening week for a pair of Lions tickets this Sunday as they take on the Panthers at Ford Field. Lower bowl, sideline tickets, value of over $500 thanks to our friends at Garber uh, Chevrolet of Midland. And so we're giving those away Thursday at 6.32. You'll have to text in or comment via our mobile app and get entered into the drawing. We'll announce the winner on Friday's show.
3: What do you think? Should we let this guy onto the Lions hype train? Should we let him be a Lions fan for the season? or should we? me or John? I I assume you're a Lions fan. You're from Michigan. You said John. John. Yeah. Is he allowed to root for the Lions, or should we shun him for being a... uh... Do it. Do it. Shun me.
2: All right. He doesn't want anything to do with it. I'm fine. He likes it. Hey, I I got to cover him. I'm going to
1: watch every game. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, you know, it's better than watching the Giants.
2: Yeah, appreciate everyone tuning in today. If you're unaware, again, the website 1009themit.com. You can find us on Facebook, Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt, as well as Twitter and Facebook. I guess you call it X now. We'll call it Twitter for a long time, I'm sure. But we're uh, available each and every one of those places, including a program schedule for the week, which is inclusive of our high school football game on Friday night, thanks to the Forward Corporation, Freeland at Frankenmuth, a big one in the TVC with John Vacari beginning at 6.50. So long, everyone. This has been the, the payoff.
0: From the Blazy Electric Studios, this is Sports Radio 100.9, the MIT, WLUN, Penconning, Bay City, Saginaw, Midland.